You're listening to Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel, Las Vegas. This is where real faith meets real change. Be sure to listen to us through Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Follow us on your favorite service to get instant notifications when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also check us out on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, PraiseChapelLasVegas.com to find out more about what PCLV is all about. With that being said, listen up, because here comes the word. This morning, hallelujah, praise the Lord. How many know that light causes us to see. Come on. If you were in a dark room trying to find something, how many know that it would be wise to turn on the light? Amen. And it's sometimes funny that people don't turn on the light and they still continue to look for things in the dark. Come on, somebody. You see, light expels darkness. And when the light comes into the room, guess guess what leaves? Darkness, amen. Light causes us to see more clearly. The Christmas season brings the light. Lights are put on our houses and on trees. Our neighborhoods are lit up. At least not my neighborhood. <laughs> There's like only two lit up houses in our, I said, where's the joy? Halloween, boom, they're going all crazy. But Christmas, there's not a lot of people putting up lights. But department stores put them up to attract people to buy. So lights get our attention. Can somebody say amen? Especially flashing red lights behind you telling you to pull over. I mean, that gets your attention right away. Amen. Hallelujah. I don't know why. I've been saved for 23 years. And when I see flashing lights behind me, I still freak out. Like if I did something, like, man, I've been clean for 23 years. Why am I freaking out? But people... People still trip out on the red flashing lights. But today I want to minister on the light of Christmas. The light of Christmas. Turn to your neighbor and say, turn on the light. Come on. Turn on to somebody that looks in darkness and say, turn on the light. (laughs) Come on, turn on the light. Hallelujah. You got to understand that lights are important. Amen. Lights are are important, amen. You got to understand that lights were very important in the very first Christmas. In the book of Luke chapter 2, it talks about a radiant light. Come on. That light that was so bright that it got uh, the shepherd boys' attention out where they were out in the fields. The light that spoke to them to go to Bethlehem to check out for themselves what the angel of the Lord said to them. A light that led them where baby Jesus was. The wise men saw another bright light in the sky, a star, and they followed it where the Savior was. The light is a major theme in our Bibles. 1 John 1.5 says, God is light, and in him there is no darkness. Come on. God is light, and in him there is no darkness. Amen. The very first command that God gave in the beginning of creation was, let there be what? Light. Hallelujah. Jesus says, I am the light of the world. 
John chapter 12, 46 says this, I've come as a light to shine in this dark world so that all who put their trust in me, somebody say trust, all that put their trust in me will no longer remain in the dark. Now, Jesus here is not talking about physical darkness. He's talking about spiritual darkness. The enemy, Satan, has always tried to get rid of the light in our lives. See, when Jesus was born in Matthew chapter 2, the kings sent the wise men. They were called uh, magis. And magis are, are, as a definition of magi is this, these are men that study the stars and interpret the dreams for the king. And so the king sends these wise men to go find the child. And he told them, when you find him, I want you to report to me right away because I want to go worship this child. But when the wise men found Jesus, they presented him gifts, the Bible says. And that they bowed down and they worshiped the child. But they had a dream also not to tell the king where the baby was. So after they left, they went home a different way. Why? Because the king wanted to get rid of the light, not worship the light. It says in Matthew chapter 2, verse 12 to 13 in NIV says this, And after being warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, which is the king, they returned to their country by uh, another route, And when they have gone, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in the dream. Get up, he said, and take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you, for Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. Now, if you go down to verse 16, it says this. Herod was very furious when he realized that the wise men had outwitted him. So he sent soldiers to kill all the boys in and around Bethlehem who were two years old and younger, based on the wise men's report of the star's first appearance. See, the enemy church has has always tried to get rid of the light, especially in this season that we celebrate here today, amen. The enemy always tries to bring darkness to his people. That's why people go through depression. Come on. That's why people go through sadness during this season because the enemy, amen, sends out to turn off your light. Come on, somebody. Now, I'm, I'm talking about the church today. I'm not talking about the outsider. I'm not talking about the unsaved. I'm talking about the enemy comes to try to turn off your light, amen, by discouragement, by sadness, by any way that he can take away your joy. See, everyone, everyone goes through dark days. Can somebody say amen? Come on, hallelujah. Come on, have you had one of those days that you didn't want to get out of bed? Come on. Didn't want to see anybody? Come on. Didn't want to face the world, amen. You just had one of those days, just leave me alone days. You ever had that? Don't, don't talk to me. Don't even look at me. Don't even, don't, don't look at me. You know, you, you had one of those days, Amen. Well, you need the light of Christmas to brighten up your day. See, I want to look at three types of dark days and how Christmas is the best way to respond through that, through the life of Jesus. Amen? You ready? The first one is the dark days of disappointment. 
Come on, you ever had one of those days? Come on, hallelujah. All the time, we're going to pray for you, hallelujah. <laughs> All the time, amen. John chapter, uh, uh, Job chapter 30 verse 26 says this, so I look for the good, listen to this, I looked for the good, but evil came instead. I, I waited for the light, but darkness fell. You ever felt like that? Come on, you're hoping for something good, but it turns out bad. Come on, you're hoping for this, but you get that. Come on, hallelujah. We can turn on the news today and get disappointed. I mean, the fact is, church, uh, life, come on, somebody say amen. Life can be disappointing at times. Come on, uh, come on, we're not exempt from that, amen. It falls on the, on the just, it falls on the unjust. We all go through bad days, especially disappointing days. Things don't work out as planned, amen. In the Christmas season, I mean, it can have its own set of disappointments as well. Come on, the wives are thinking right now, what is he going to buy me this year? Come on, he bought me a toaster last year, and I don't even like toasts. Come on, hallelujah. Or my wife brought me a, a, a hair dryer and I don't even have hair. Come on, it, it can be very disappointing at times, amen. <laughs> Come on, you open it up and like, okay, I really don't need this, amen. And you get kind of disappointed at times, amen, when, on life, amen. I can imagine that Mary, come on. Experienced disappointment in the very first Christmas. I mean, she's told that she's highly favored, right? You guys know the story? She's highly favored. The angel of the Lord says, you're highly favored. You're going to bear a child. He's going to be the Messiah. He's going to be the Son of God. And then, uh, this woman must be thinking, wow, I mean, uh, what an honor it is, amen. But, you, but then it goes on to say, but the baby's going to be born in a stable. Your baby, your son won't be born in the finest hospital. I mean, she would have a baby in a dirty, stinking stable. Amen. I mean, know that this mother's disappointed. Especially when you're told that you've been highly favored. I don't know about you, but if I'm highly favored, I'm thinking of the best, right? Everything's going to roll out for me. But it comes to show you that even the elect, even God's chosen, listen, can go through dark days of disappointment. Come on, I've gone through some dark days, and I'm highly favored. <laughs> Hallelujah. Got an amen for my wife, amen. <laughs> the second is the days of distress. That's when you feel so overwhelmed, so stressed out. You're stretched to the limit, amen, frustrated. Come on, anybody been there? Hallelujah. You have too much to do, but not enough time. You have no money, no energy, no nothing. Come on, somebody say hello. But it's Christmas time. Everybody's happy. Everybody's celebrating. It's supposed to be a time of joy, family, food. Mary probably felt distressed in the very first Christmas. I mean, here she is, nine months pregnant, and she has to ride on a donkey from Nazareth to Bethlehem. That's around 60 miles. She's having her first baby. She's alone in the stable. She has no family support. You think she's stressing out? Yeah. Hello. Psalm chapter 
22 verse 1 says, God, God, my God, why did you dump me miles away from nowhere? Come on, another translation says this, I cried desperately for help, but still does not come. Hallelujah. You ever felt like that? God, where are you in this situation? God, where, where are you in this? Amen. I, I, I seem like I'm nowhere. Amen. I, come on. I, I'm, I'm, I'm overloaded. Amen. I, I just need some help. I got too much stuff on my plate. You see, dark days of distress are when you're getting pulled in so many directions at once. How many know that doesn't feel good? You're getting pulled from here. You're getting pulled from there. You're getting pulled from there. You're getting pulled from work. I mean... It can be overwhelming. Can somebody say amen? You may be stressed out financially. Too much going out, not enough coming in. Come on, you ever had one of those times? Hallelujah. People get stressed out on buying something, a gift for somebody. I trip out on people how they stress out over, I don't know what to get them. They're stressing out and ah, the whole season's over, amen, and it, you don't enjoy Christmas at all. Come on, somebody. We get so stressed out over these things. You can be stressed out physically. Come on, you're, you're running on empty. It doesn't feel good. Uh, come on, you, you don't like, uh, you don't like to, we don't want to do anything. You got nothing left to give, amen. You're drained. Come on, somebody say hello. Come on, you're just so drained inside your body. Everything's just overwhelming. You can be stressed out relationally. Your marriage is getting hit. You're going through some hard places, amen. Your kids are stressing you out, amen. Your boss is yelling at you. Your neighbor's on your nerves, amen. People at church are under your skin and they're sitting next to you. <laughs> don't, don't look at them right now. Listen. Your expectations and relationships, when they're not met, can stress you out. Come on, somebody. Married people say amen. Well, that's all I was waiting for one of those. <laughs> the third day is the days of doubt. You ever had one of those days? John chapter 12, 35 says this. One who walks in the dark does not know where he's going. Come on. That's truth right there. Hallelujah. Come on, if you walk in the dark, amen, you don't know where you're going. Come on, you ever just drifted away in thought? Come on. You ever sat in the fog? Come on, just in the fog, you don't know where you're going. There's times that, that I, I like to look at people at times. and I, 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 Sometimes I, I'm just making myself laugh, amen. But there's times where I look at people and they're, they're just away. You ever seen a person just like, and you're wondering, what are they thinking, amen? They're, they're, they're just lost. I look at my coworkers, and sometimes I'll catch them just in a, in a drift. And I'm like, what are they looking at? And they're just lost. And I kind of go like this, and they'll go like, oh, what are you, where, where are you at? Come on. So, let me over there. There you go. I got you now. But there's times that we, we kind of just get lost in, in, in the fog, amen. We get lost in life. We're confused in life. We're going through things in life where it can cause us not, you know, we're in the dark and we don't know where we're going. We can't see nothing. Now, come on, I mean, you look at your past, you get disappointed. You look at your present, you're stressed out, amen. You look at your future and you get doubtful and you're wary. 
I'm talking about dark days of doubt because of an unsure future. You're in the dark and it causes you to doubt. So where do we turn to in these dark days? Well, 2 Samuel chapter 22, 29 says this, You, Lord, you are my light. You dispel my darkness. Come on, Ephesians chapter 5, 14 says, For light makes everything visible. That is why I said, Awake, O sleeper, arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. Amen. Hallelujah. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 2 says, The people who walk in darkness will see a great light. And for those who live in a land of deep darkness, a light will shine. Amen. I'm here to let you know that if you're walking in the dark right now and you're going through a situation right now, even in your darkest hour, a light is about to come. Amen. And about to shine on you and to give you a hope and give you some future. Amen. Come on. It's not meant to stay there in the dark. I don't know why we go through dark days, but we do. The Bible says in this life you will have troubles. This is Jesus speaking. He says, you're going to have some troubles. Uh, you're going to go through persecution. Uh, you're going to go through things or you're going to scratch your head. Uh, you're going to go through distress. Uh, you're going to go through some problems. Uh, you're going to go through discouragement, uh, confusion. Uh, but he says, you know what? Take hold. Uh, I've overcome the world. Amen. Uh, let God's light shine on you, church. Uh, he will come and brighten you up. Amen. Uh, come on. Yes, we're going through some hurting times. Uh, but Jesus is still good. Amen. He's still God. Amen. He's still the great I am. Amen. And he just wants you to shine some light on you if you allow him. Jesus is that light. He says, I am the light of the world. And I've come to light up your darkness. But how does he dispel darkness in our lives? How does he light up our lives? Well, by the season we're celebrating right now. Because of Christmas, church, listen. You don't have to stay in the dark anymore. Do you notice that the enemy, he does this every year. The enemy will come, and towards the end of the year, he brings darkness upon you. It's a season of joy, but then distress comes. Worry comes. Doubt comes. He hits you with things. I mean, come on, church. We're getting hit. Come on, somebody say amen. Come on, let's, let's, let's not lie about this, amen, but God is still God. God is still good, amen, but yet we allow darkness to overtake us, and we sit in the dark. You're sitting in the dark in your situations and problems, and I know it's hard, and I know that you want to be alone. I know that sometimes you don't want to talk to nobody. You don't want to handle the world, amen, but let me tell you, you stay in the dark too long, the devil's going to start speaking doubt in you, start saying things inside of you. You need to turn on the light, church. You need God to shine upon you again because he's still faithful. He's still good. Despite of what hits our lives. We are not exempt from anything that the world goes through, church. But we have Jesus, and the world don't have it. We have Jesus that the world don't have, church. We have something that can help us in our dark situations. And during this season, amen, uh, God comes and he wants to brighten up your day. Maybe you had a bad year. Anybody here had a bad year? Don't raise your hand. But if you had a bad year and gone through some things, amen, uh, let me tell you, don't you notice at the end of the year he wants to brighten it up? 
Why? Because you can start a new year and a new note with Jesus inside of you. And so he comes to remind us of a child that was born unto us. He comes to remind us, amen, uh, there was a Savior born for you, amen, a child, amen, a Messiah, the Son of God, amen. He came, amen, at the end of the year, said, you know what, I'm going to bring you up. Maybe your year sucked, amen, but I'm about to bring you up, amen, to start a new year. This is why we celebrate towards the end. It's not during the summertime or the middle of the the year, amen. It's towards the end to remind us, put your eyes back on him. Put your eyes back on the child. Put your eyes back to the Savior. He says, I come to bring you good news. A Savior has been born unto you. It's going to help you in your dark days. It's going to help you through your distresses. It's going to help you through your doubts. It's going to help you through your hurting times. He's here to help church. We got to call out to him. Come on, somebody. Jesus wants to do four things in your life to dispel darkness. How many want to know those four things right now? Come on. Number one, he encourages you when you're disappointed. Come on, he encourages you when you're disappointed. Psalms chapter 34, 17 through 18 says, The Lord hears his people when they cry out to help or or they call to him for help. He rescues them from their troubles. Come on, God hears you. Come on, somebody. When you shout to him, when you call out to him, he hears your prayers. He hears your cries. And it goes on to say the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and he rescues those whose spirits have been crushed. Come on, he, I'm on. he's close to you. If you're broken today, uh, come on, he's close to you. If your spirits have been crushed, he's close to you. Uh, all you got to do is call out upon him. You may ask God, uh, why? Where, God, why, why am I going through all this? Where are you at when I'm going through this? So I'm here to let you know he's right there. Come on, he's always been right there. Uh, He'll never leave you. Uh, He'll never forsake you. Uh, He's Emmanuel, which means God is with us, church. I've never gone through anything alone. Since I've given my life to the Lord, I've never gone through anything alone. My, My God has always been there for me. And he's always come through for me. Come on. He shines his light in my darkest hour. All you got to do is turn around and you need to call out and he'll always be right there. Just like that song from Michael Jackson, right? I'll be there. I'll be there. Just call my name and I'll be there. Just call my name. Come on. Just call my name. You know, come on. Oh, no. I never listened to Michael. Shut up. <laughs> come on. We were all lost in the world. We know worldly songs. Uh, I don't know that one, Pastor. <laughs> hey, that boy has some talent. That boy had a gift. But if you look at some of the world, look at the man in the mirror. Sometimes God's saying, look in the mirror. See, a lot of these songs are symbolic. When you, if you really look at it, the deeper issue. We're looking, looking deeper. Come on. Just call his name. We turn it for our good, church. And he'll always be there. For some of you guys, you haven't sang for a long time. Maybe that's your problem. Come on. Man, all, all you're singing is blues. All you're singing is woe is me. You know, all you're singing is just your, your sad 
story and all this stuff and says, man, all you're seeing is sadness. And so guess what? Sadness surrounds you. Come on, in the midst of, a, of, of darkness, you need to cry out. Come on, uh, Paul and Silas cried out in the midst of their darkness, amen, in the midst of their trial. They weren't singing no blues, amen. They were singing, amen, uh, come on, just call his name and he'll be there. Come on, they were worshiping God, amen. They were shackled. And sometimes that's how we are. We're shackled in our life. You know, Paul and Silas, if you really study the scriptures, they were in, a, in, in their cell, and their cell was no longer, no taller than this. With just a hole of light that would shine through and shackle. This is how they were in prison. And here they, let me tell you, they had a reason to complain. They had a reason why am I going through, but they did not, amen, in the midst of their darkness, they let that light shine, amen. And there was a sun and a moon that was hanging out, that was breaking through, and they started to worship God in their darkness, in their hour, and God just started to move upon them. And it says, the Bible says that that jail cell, that cell started to shake. See, some of you guys need some shaking because you'll let darkness overwhelm you. Don't sit in the dark no more, guys. Let the light of God, there's always light, church, if you look for it. There's always light if you look for it. In the darkness area, if you're looking for the light. There's a light at the end of the tunnel, right? There's a light at the end of your tunnel. You got to look for it. You got to look for it. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you and to give you a hope and give you a future. This is the God that we serve, amen. Come on, he didn't bring this upon you. He doesn't bring harm. He doesn't want to hurt you, amen. We live in a world, and you got to understand, there's another entity in this world, amen, and he's Satan. He's the devil, amen. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Don't blame this on God. He's the thief, amen. He's the one that rips you off. But this is his world. We're passing through, church. Don't get caught up here because God has plans for you. He wants to bless you. And he wants to prosper you. Not to harm you. We forget about the Satan. We forget about the other person that's trying to rip you off. That comes to harm you. He doesn't want anything for you. He encourages us. He's the lifter of our heads when you're disappointed. Number two, he strengthens you when you're distressed. Philippians, and I like this, this version I, that I found him in Philippians 4.13 that we all know. But look at how it sounds like here in this translation. This is, I, I have strength for all things in Christ who empowers me. I'm ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses inner strength into me. For I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. Come on, he says, I have all, I have strength for all things that come my way, amen. I'm ready for anything, amen. If, you, if Christ is inside of you, church, nothing can come against you. Come on, if you are a Christian, a, a born-again believer, let me tell you, church, uh, come on, uh, nothing can come against you. In other words, you can say, Satan, bring it on. Come on, because Satan has nothing on us. 
We don't bow down to him. We respect our enemy. He's a great enemy, the Bible calls him. He prowls around, amen, like a roaring lion seeking who can devour it. But let me tell you, if Christ be with us, nothing can come against us, church. Stand in Christ. Let the Christ inside of you stand up. Church, do you call out to God or do you shout out in complaint? Come on, do you cry out to God during your dark days? Do you shout out and complaint? You see, I'm competent that I'm able to handle whatever comes my way. Not in my own strength, not in my own power, but through Christ who empowers me, or I like that translation that says, who infuses inner strength. God just shoots me up with strength when I need it. Because I don't rely on myself. Come on. See, a lot of us fall short because we rely on our own strength, our own intellect, on the way that we can handle it. But we don't wait on God, and so we take care of God's business for us. And we put our hands to something that we're not supposed to put our hands to. Instead of waiting on God to come in, he gives you the strength to handle, church, whatever comes your way. Amen? Come on. Come on. Don't, don't, don't say, man, why, why? He's give, you've got the strength to go through whatever you're going through, brother. Whatever you're going through, sister. Whatever you're going through right now, it wasn't not intended for you to, he's not, he's not picking on you. But he, he's enabling you. you. You can go through this. You can get through this if you put your eyes back on him. Because without him, you will die. Without him, you can't make it, church. I'm telling you. There's many that have run this race, amen, and taken their eyes off the prize and did not make it because they allow situations, they allow problems, they allow sicknesses, they allow death to overtake their life, amen. And let me tell you, God has so much more for you. The enemy is crafty. He is crafty, amen, and he jumps at every opportunity that hits your life to take you out because he doesn't care about you. God, on the other hand, Wants you to turn on the light. God, on the other hand, wants to do something inside of you and say, you know what? Through me, I can give you strength. I can give you that inner strength. I can inject you with something, amen, that will power you. And let me tell you, it's the Holy Spirit, church. It's the Holy Spirit that empowers you. Come on, we can't rely on ourselves. It's the Holy Spirit that empowers you and I. That's why he says, you know what? You, you, you just got to call on God. He's your strength. Psalms 23, 4 says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod, thy staff, they comfort me. Come on, church. He's with you in your dark situation. He never leaves you, amen. Though I walk through situations of darkness, though I walk through uncertainties in my life, church, I know that God is with me. He walks with me. He doesn't see you. He's with you. He's walking alongside with you. You just got to call his name and he'll be there. You need to stretch out your hand and let him grab your hand and help you carry you through. Last Sunday, God said, I don't know if you remember when God spoke, that you're in the valley. Some of you guys are in the valley, but you're not alone. It's time to climb up. Remember? You're saying climb up that mountain of faith because I want to take you to what? 
higher ground. You remember? Don't stay in the valley, church. You're not meant to stay there. It says, though I walk. You've got to walk through. It doesn't say stay there. It doesn't say pound. It doesn't say sit down, have a, you know, have a pity party. It says, though I walk. You've got to walk through your situations. Don't stay. Don't stop. Don't, don't, don't take too long in that season there. And I'm not saying that you can't mourn. I'm not saying that, you know what, there's days that, you know what, but you're going to have to get walking again. Because once you stay a few days there, you're dead. You're going to lose it. The enemy speaks in darkness. That's where he operates. He can't, he can't speak in light. When there's light, he has to flee. He has to flee. If you're remaining in your darkness, he, he, he's an opportunist. He'll come and speak whatever lie in your ear. He'll bring the voice of lies to you. You've got to step into the, into the light. And so he's saying, though I walk, he says, I'll walk with you. I'm here. I'm here to discern. I'm here to remove those voices. I'm here to, that you hear my voice on top of the voices that are speaking to you. Though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I fear no evil. You've got to walk in no confidence. God, I'm not going to let this overfear me. I'm not going let to let, let fear go inside of me. I'm going to walk. I'm going to trust in you. And see, once you walk and you keep on walking, guess what? Now you start climbing. God says, you know what, I want to take you to higher ground. How many want to go to higher ground in this place? Come on. Or do you want to stay there? Come on. Let's just go up higher with God. There are 150 psalms in the book of Psalms. And if I can put a theme in the book of Psalms, in one sense, it would be this. Life is tough. Get over it. Look to God because God is good. Come on, life is tough. Get over it. Get over it. Go through your season of mourning and get over it. And start climbing again. And start looking to God. Hello. We got too much things to do, church, to to let the enemy knock us out on something that hits our lives. We got to get over it and look to God. There are 365 fear nots in the Bible. That is one for each day of the year. You just got to watch out for leap year. <laughs> Some of you guys will get it on the way home. Amen. Hallelujah. What is God saying to us today? Fear not. I will strengthen you when you're distressed. I will be with you in those dark hours, in those dark days in your life. I am there walking along with you. Fear not. Look to your neighbor and say, fear not. Fear not. Number three, he will guide you when you're doubtful. When you're confused and you don't know which way to go, let me tell you, my God is always there pointing the way. Come on, somebody. Come on, John chapter 8, verse 12 says this. Jesus says, I am the light of the world. So if you follow me, you, will, you won't be stumbling through darkness, for living light will flood your path. Come on, let me ask you a couple questions. What, what are you worried about? Don't, don't, don't answer, but answer it to yourself. What are you worrying about? What's keeping you up at night right now? What's, what, what are you tripping on right now? Come on, you see, when you're facing doubt, amen, there's only a reliable source that we can all give, go to, amen, that will give us the right advice. God is always there to give us the right advice. He'll never steer us in the wrong direction. 
The source is the word of God. See, many of us, we need to go to the source. We need to go to the word of life. We need to go to the bread of life. You need to start reading your word when you're going through seasons of doubt, church. Because his promises are reminding you that I'm here. His, his promise is there that, you know what, I'll never leave you. You've got to read the word of God, amen. It'll never steer us wrong, amen. It'll always lead us to the right path. Psalms 119, 105 says, your word is like a flashlight that lights up my path ahead of me and keeps me from stumbling. It's the only reliable guide in our lives, church. There's nothing else out there. Come on, there's great programs and there's great this and great that. But let me tell you, the word of God is the only real source that we have that gives us the right direction. His word is a light in your darkness. It illuminates, Father, a path for you and I to walk in. It keeps you from stumbling and it helps you to see more clearly. Can somebody say amen? Number four, he will change you when you are depressed. He'll change you when you're depressed. You know that when you get depressed, that God will not always come. God will never always come and just pat you on the back and say, cheer up. He'll never, he'll, he'll never come at times, all the time. At times, amen, he wants to change you. He wants to bring, he wants to bring transformation in your change. Come on, there's times that you're going to have to just trust that God is there. Come on, somebody. You're not always going to feel God, in other words. Come on, somebody. You're not always going to feel like, oh, he's right there. That's when you need to trust God. That's when you're going to say, God is here despite of how I'm feeling. Come on, somebody. Come on. You're never always going to feel, you know, that pat on the back. How many, how many of us like, yeah, we all need a pat on the back sometimes. But do we always get it? God's the same way. He's not going to pat you in the back all the time. He wants you to stand in faith. He wants you to stand and say, you know what, God, I'm going to have faith in you. You're, going to, I'm, I'm, you're, you're changing me. You're doing something in my life. You're bringing transformation in my situation. So in this time where I don't feel you, I know that you are there. I'm going to trust in you. I'm going to keep my faith, and I'm going to keep walking and doing what I need to do. Amen? Xavier, I want you to turn off the lights. See, he doesn't always just come in and drive out darkness. He doesn't always just come in and fix everything for us, church. Sometimes all he has to do is just turn on the light in your life to remind you that he's right there. Ephesians chapter 5, 13 says this. It is, is it possible, listen, is it possible for light to turn on on things it shines upon into and also light, into light also? If it shines on me, don't, don't I light up now? Is it possible that light can shine on things that it can shine light upon? That I can become a light now? See, when you allow Jesus, he's not always going to come in, but sometimes he's just going to turn on the light and says, I'm right here, son. And he'll shine it upon you that others can see the light. Are you following me? Sometimes the light, is it possible for the light to display itself on something for that light to shine again on something else? 
See, when the light of God shines upon your life, church, it, it brightens you up and it takes you out of darkness. This light is shining on me. And not only is it driving out darkness within me now, but it's bringing warmth upon me. This is what God wants to do in our lives. See, so many of us, we're not, we're not calling on him, so we're just sitting here in the dark. And we're asking God to fix this and fix that. And, and we want him to just go like this and just snap your, you want, you want to snap your fingers and he's just going to fix everything in your life. And he's not going to do that, church. He's just going to remind you. You just flip on the light and says, I'm right here. I've been always here. And if you trust me, we'll get through this. Amen? No, God didn't fix everything in my, in my life, church. I'm pretty sure you didn't fix everything in your life, right? I'm pretty sure that if you had an unparked parking ticket, you still had to pay for it, right? Come on, just because the light of Christ came, he's not going to pay for that. There's things that we're still going to pay for, whatever. We reap what we sow, church. You know, you want to come to Jesus and we throw ourselves at the mercy court. You know what, I'm saved now. I'm going to church. You can call my pastor and you drop all the charges. There's some things that we're going to, that God's not going to fix in our lives. But we're going to have to trust him in that moment that he's going to fix our lives. See, God didn't just come in and I gave my life because my life was falling apart. He's going to. He just snapped his fingers and fixed my marriage and my, my wife fell back in love with me just like that and my kids were happy and all this. No. I had to trust him. God, you're going you're gonna to put my life back together. You're going we're gonna, to we're gonna, we're, work on my marriage. You're going you're gonna to fix everything that surrounds me, God, because I'm going to trust in you. And I'm going to let your light shine in me that others can see it in me. And I'm going to keep my faith in you even though I have dark days. And even though sometimes the shadows come and take away the light, and I'm going through a dark time of distress, and, and even through I'm walking in the valley, as I said earlier, of shadow, you know, in that valley of darkness, and I'm going through that. God, I, I know you're still with me. I know that you're still with me, amen. Sometimes that light can just be just enough for me to know that you're there. Church, he, he wants you to, he wants you to, just look to him. He's not going to say, I'm going to fix it, but I'm going to show you I'm right here. Now, I'm going to take care of you. The light of God fills our lives when you allow it to come into your life. And then something starts to glow in you. See, I'm different with the light hitting me than me turning off those lights. You may still hear my voice, but I'm going to have the same voice in my dark. I'm going to still speak in the same confidence even when I don't feel the light on me, knowing that he's still there with me. And there's times, you know what, he turns on the light. I'm right here, don't freak out. I don't know if you had any fathers out there that turn off the lights on your kids. And they start freaking out. I'm right here, son, relax. Sometimes, you know what, we got to know that he's there. Sometimes he, he turns on the light just to say, you know what, I'm right here, son. I'm right here, daughter. I haven't left you. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 9 says, The light produces in all people all that is good, right, and pure, or true. When we allow Christ to fill our lives with his spirit, it brings out the best in you, not the stress in you. 
Come on. Jesus can do that for you. You know, Jesus can do what maybe years of therapy can't do. He dispels and breaks darkness in your life. You know, Brother Derek ministered a powerful message on on Wednesday, the gift of the breakthrough. Right? And because of the Christmas light, because of Christ's church, there's a light shining in this world that can drive away your darkness. 1 John 2.8 says this, The darkness in our lives disappear, and the new light of life in Christ shines in. Allow his light to shine inside of you, church. And if it's inside of you, then you'll start to glow in the confidence that God's going to get you through whatever you're going through if you allow the light to stay inside of you. So I close today. When I think about the first Christmas, what amazes me is the star that the wise men see from the east to follow. And what I'm talking about is, is this. I'm sure that there was a lot of other people that day that saw that, 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 that looked at that bright star in the sky. And there's probably millions of people that saw this bright and unusual light. But they didn't do anything about it. They didn't say, you know what, what is that? I need to go check out this weird or unusual light. See, it was the wise men that followed the light. Listen, church, just one thing to know that there is a light in the world, but there's another thing to follow it. Hello? Don't just know that there's Jesus. You need to follow Jesus. Everyone says, you know what, I, I know, you know I'm a Christian. Everybody's a Christian. But no one wants to follow. The point I'm making, church, is I close. You can choose darkness or you can choose light. And the light of Christmas is here for your dark days. If you allow him to just turn on the light in your life, in your situation, remind him, I'm right here. And I'm going to walk you through this. It's going to be hard, but I'm going to get you through this. It's going to be rough, but I'm going to get you through this. I'm going to get you out of your dark room. 